As Hurricane Fiona approaches Nova Scotia, we headed to Halifax to speak with a man who, in spite of the fact that a potentially devastating hurricane is approaching, he still had a sense of humor and still managed to take some shots at us here in Manitoba. Winnipeg Jets Fan Fest is tomorrow and the preseason begins on Sunday. We checked in with Kelly Moore, who had a couple of conversations with Winnipeg Jets head coach Rick Bonus and Winnipeg Jets general manager Kevin Chevaldeoff. In for the weekly Gab with Gabby, this week it was Clayham. Clay Young was filling in for Gabby on Global News Morning this week, and he filled in this morning with us. And today is the first full day of fall, so we had a good time talking about the things that we look forward to in fall. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. And this is the Friday, September 23rd podcast for The Start. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, thank you very much for joining us this morning on uh, Friday. And while we're expecting some rain today, tomorrow and Sunday don't look too bad. So our weekend looks pretty normal. But Mackling, out east, they're, they're saying that it could be a historic event as they await. Imagine having a wait for a hurricane to come knocking on your door. Yeah, it's uh, something I've certainly never experienced. I'm actually texting with my dad as we speak. He's in North Sydney, Nova Scotia. That's on Cape Breton Island. My dad and my stepmom left Winnipeg six days ago. They were heading out east to go and take in the fall foliage. And the beauty of Atlantic Canada at this time of the year, they're getting ready to go to Newfoundland. In fact, they were supposed to sail on the ferry tonight, but that ferry crossing and that sailing has been cancelled. Uh, my dad says they've been rebooked uh, for Monday, but they're in the bed and breakfast there. My dad sent me pictures last night from what looked to be a, a, a Sobeys store in Sydney, Nova Scotia, Loren, and the shelves of water were bare, but uh, he said everybody was quite orderly as as individuals and families were, were getting prepared for this storm that that Anthony Farnell is saying could be Canada's Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, it sounds like what's coming to them is pretty epic. The great thing about the people of Nova Scotia and those who live on the East Coast, as our meteorologist explained to us yesterday from Environment Canada, is that they do know how to prepare for these things. They just may have never seen anything quite like this. So tonight is the night where they say, you know, it's your last chance to sort of batten down the hatches, so to speak, because the storm will hit tomorrow morning. And just what it will bring, I guess, remains to be seen. I'm I'm wondering about that feeling you'd have, Brad, as you sit there. It's kind of like when we all say we like a good storm, but you only like so much of a good storm, right, before you start to think, okay, that's enough. And we've never been through a hurricane. And so I'm just, I, I, I wonder about that feeling, the anticipation or trepidation, depending on the adjective you want to use and, and what you what you do with all that while you sit there. And then, and then throwing kids or a dog or an elderly person in your home and then how you'd feel about that. Yeah, I remember that. I think the worst wind I've ever experienced was ooh, 10, 11 years ago. And it was maybe 90 kilometers an hour. I, I remember it, it It pummeled the city. There were trees down everywhere. There was. It, it took out, I think it basically knocked over almost an entire tree on Wellington Crescent and blocked the whole street as I was walking around sort of surveying the damage. Like there was damage all throughout the city. And that's not even close to even the, the Category 1 wind that the, the meteorologist was describing yesterday, 120 to 150 at the bottom end of what a hurricane has to decides to provide so yeah it's uh it's difficult to wrap the brain around and um hopefully your dad's okay mackling yeah well uh he's pretty comfortable and hunkering down where they are and just uh, riding out this storm and then in about a half hour's time we'll go to halifax and a gentleman i've known for going on 17 years now kelsey mccauley is his name he lives in halifax He's been through, you know, several storms over the years, so we will get a first-hand account from him on the air as to what he and his wife Wendy have been doing over the last couple of days and how dramatically his perception of what is coming has changed in the last 24 hours. That's interesting, too, because predictions get made, and I think there are some who'll say, uh, it's never that bad, or mm, I don't know, but they've really ramped up the language around this one. We know what that's like when it comes to at least our winter storms. I will say I'm a bit disappointed Ross is not joining us at 637. I, mean, I can't convince him. He will not what, come on What the do air. I have to do to get your guys' dads to, to co-host every once in a while, you know? 
Oh, and uh, shoot, one of our listeners lives in out oh. east. Mm-hmm. Cape Breton. Is it Cape Breton? Making it up, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's the first, first right. community that came to mind. But we do have a few East Coast listeners who always like to, to send us photos of their beautiful springs and falls. And so now it's going to look a little different for them. So, yes, Wade, I want to say. Yeah, I think that might be right. So if you happen to be listening, uh, Wade fit, yeah, Wade in Nova Scotia. Uh, the last time we heard from Wade was back in uh, early August. So uh, I'll shoot Wade a text here and see what's what. Um, and we're going to have much more on this through the morning, including, as Greg said, after 630. Uh, good, at least you tried to get the, get your dad to come on. Yeah, I've asked him several times on on a couple of different topics that he's pretty fluent in and he just he just won't do it i like it you know what he shares his thoughts with you and then you have to sit there sad that the rest of the world can't hear them he's sort of semi-torturing you i i kind of appreciate i dig it ross (laughs) probably listening right now and laughing at you'd be really good on the radio dad too bad greg his favorite coming on to help you favorite radio host loren mcnair (laughs) (laughs) of course of course also today we have much to discuss on something big that's happened. Lots of big stuff happening this weekend, but one of those things, Mr. Mackling, is FanFest. Yeah, FanFest tomorrow at Bell MTS Iceplex. Winnipeg Jets today, day two of their training camp. Things got underway yesterday, and there's just a different feeling around the Jets this year in terms of the word expectations. This time last year, there were expectations that this team was a playoff team, could make some noise in the playoffs. Well, they didn't even make it into the round of 16, into the tournament to win the, Brett? The North American Ice Hockey League Championship. There you go. So um, what is the expectation this year? Kelly Moore is at Bell MTS Iceplex, and uh, at 8 o'clock we'll hear from the coach just after Jeff Braun's uh, newscast at 8. We'll hear from the new head coach of the Jets, Rick Bonus, and we will also be joined at 935 by the general manager of the Winnipeg Jets, Kevin Sheveldayoff. And Sheveldayoff has come under some criticism for maybe not making enough moves over the summer. We'll try and get to the bottom of that and find out what his expectations are for his team and what does he anticipate the expectations are amongst his players. Also a heads up at 9.05. Typically that's our weekly gab with Gabby. Oh, no. But she is off this week. (laughs) Clay Young is filling in, oh which boy. means we are going to replace this week the Gab with Gabby with some Clayham. Decided to combine Clay's name with his favorite word, mayhem. I love that. I think you two should have a, like, because I'm not in studio, you do the impersonation you did yesterday of Clay, <laughs> and then Clay actually just does his own voice, and I'll have to determine what is the real Clay. It'll be like Who is a, the real Clay? It'll be like a Buble or Cluche that's yes. coming up next week. Exactly. I love how Brett has Clay Young described in our lineup sheet. Former CJOB host and now Global News Morning host reporter, Traitor, <laughs> in capital letters, Clay Young. It's Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. In our next segment, we're going to tell you how you can win yourself some tickets for Michael Buble, and it has to do with today being the first full day of something. Details next on 680 CJOB. But right now, Nova Scotians and Atlantic Canadians are being urged to get ready as the province awaits the arrival of Hurricane Fiona. We were uh, talking last half hour. We just kind of remembered, oh, wait, we have a listener who texts us from time to time in Nova Scotia, and Loren, it was you who said it's Wade. And I checked and I found Wade Fisher in Nova Scotia. So we asked, like, are, are you ready? Like, what, what, what's happening out there for you? And he says, well, we had to pull our boat, take everything off our wharf, pack away our stand-up paddleboard. I see uh, whoever wrote this in also probably had to Google SUP. So thank you for that, Greg, because I Googled that too. We had to pack away our SUP um, and kayaks, make sure all our vehicles are full of gas, make sure our jerry cans are... Uh, full of gas as well, and our generator is full and operational. The gen will run out well. Uh, the pumps for water and most of electricity of our house. Uh, we got to make sure we stock up on food because when Dorian came, when that storm came, we lost power for seven days, mm-hmm. and we also had to make sure our chainsaw is operational because we have a lot of trees here. It sounds like Wade's prepared for all the what-ifs because, of course, Environment Canada says Hurricane Fiona is tracking northward. It's expected to impact Nova Scotia late tonight and into tomorrow morning. Fiona is located just 2,000 kilometers south 
southwest of Sable Island. Right now it has winds of 213 kilometers per hour. The Category 4 hurricane is currently moving northeast at 24 kilometers per hour. And Chief Meteorologist for Global News, Anthony Farnell, said yesterday that this is shaping up to be, quote, the Canadian version of Hurricane Sandy, Greg. Yeah, so those storm preparations are well underway across Atlantic Canada. And yesterday at this time, I texted our next guest in very formal English, you hunkering down there, by His response from his Halifax home, cool as a cuke. Let's see if Kelsey McCauley's perception has changed in the last 24 hours. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, glad to speak with you, sorts under these circumstances. Can you paraphrase? Yeah, uh, your... about you folks yeah. with your 40-kilometer-hour winds coming up today. I wish you well. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 uh, we're, we're bracing ourselves as well, Kelsey. Yeah, uh, can you a little pa- light rain. Make sure you wear a K-Way jacket or something, so... Thanks, Kelsey. <laughs> Can you yeah. paraphrase your text to me from about 75 minutes ago? Yeah, it's, uh, it's generally down here we find that, or at least I can speak for myself and a bunch of different fellows and people I know, is we're just, uh, we kind of wait to see what happens because a lot of times it veers to the right or it, you know, it can just kind of stop on a dime in the ocean. Um, and now we're kind of like, okay, it's coming, it's coming. We've, similar to what Wade was doing, you know, taking everything out, all the projectiles are in the backyard. So uh, we're just outside hunkering down. We're all prepped. We can't worry about it too much. If everything is nailed down, it's going to be what it's going to be. So, Kelsey, when you say nailed down, I mean, walk us through the things you do when you go around your home or your yard or wherever you are oh. to try to make sure you're ready. Well, it's the, uh, you know, your umbrellas and your backyard furniture, even like they're saying we could get 200 kilometer hour winds. Mm. So even if you have big pots that are planted and whatnot of flowers, they're going to go flying. Um, Just absolutely. It's just almost like you take everything out of your backyard that's possible. And um, you're looking at your shutters, every window, like if there's a loose shingle, like everything's going to go. So... Uh, everything just gets extra strapped down and um, it, it's uh, again it's just almost like you're selling your house your your backyard's clean I I have patio furniture in my living room at the moment um, so because that's the that's what does a lot of the damage too is all that stuff starts flying around um, and breaking windows and chaos Kelsey as far as you can tell what's the overall level of concern for what's about to go down in Halifax it is a fairly concern, this is the overall, but everybody's very well prepped. We have the EMO, the Emergency Management Office, and there's like 10-plus agencies, I believe, that all go into that. And it's really interesting after going through Dorian three years ago, there was more lessons learned. Um, we had a crane collapse and whatnot, so I believe there's 32 cranes in the city now, and they've all been inspected and made sure that they've gone through the prep. Um, so I think it's... You know, we're cautiously optimistic, but I mean, we're really braced for, we know it's going to be fairly bad, um, but we've done so much more work and everybody's seen the collaboration between all the agencies from the provincial, federal, municipal, and all the other uh, services. Um, it's, they've really come together. So I think that's where Nova Scotia, we're really kind of sitting there going, oh, okay, we, we have confidence uh, that we'll get through it. You mentioned Dory, and t- tell us about that experience. And you also referenced the fact that it's your perception that that a lot has been learned since that storm three years ago. Yeah, Dorian was one of those ones that, again, we we're kind of like, "Hey, is it going to hit us? Is it not going to hit us?" Um, uh, and if you saw any of the pictures of those great big trees all down on houses, that was a few houses down from me and all the streets around me. So. Um, just having crews out more and more from the power corporations and whatnot, really like people have been taking years phases of let's cut back more trees. Let's cut, make sure these things are thought of more and more. So I think it's not just, Hey, we've done this in the last couple of weeks. It's been really thoughtful and deliberate. And again, the collaboration is, I haven't seen that kind of collaboration. So it's like, hey, we had a crane failure that fell down and we had this issue. How do these things not happen? Um, and, you know, people started prepping a little bit earlier. Like you can't get 
propane here now. Gas stations are out of gas. Shells are decimated. You can get food. You're not going to probably get what you want, but you would get some sort of food. Um, so it, it's it's quite interesting. <laughs> Well, we'll be thinking about you over the next couple of days, Kelsey, if we lose communication. It's uh, not because I'm not trying to reach out. So uh, love to you, love to Wendy, and you guys uh, be safe out there, all right? Thank you so much. Uh, Good luck there today. Kelsey McCauley joining us live on 680 CJOB from Halifax. I love people on the East Coast, man. Me too. Sense of humor is such a big part of, of coping and dealing with everything, right, Loren? You have to. You have to. It's like I often, when it's minus 40 outside, like to just say to the family, what a great day, hey? It's a beautiful day. And the sarcasm or you get a laugh or you make fun of somebody else. It's all relative, right? Kelsey. We're here, but it's not Nova Scotia. <laughs> uh, yeah, watch out for those 40K wins. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. There is, pers- there is some perspective when you hear the word, two- the number 200 in front of kilometers an hour. That's just shocking. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. We have Michael Buble tickets to give away, Canada Life Centre, October 7th. And in order to win said tickets, you must text us at 204-780-6868. And what we are about to discuss, the autumnal equinox was last night, just after 8 o'clock our time, which means today is the first full day of fall. So the question is pretty simple. What do you look forward to most in the fall, whether it's... The weather, whether it's a specific event that happens in the fall, like Nuit Blanche, for example, is this weekend. Or maybe it's the colors or the food, like pumpkin pies, turkeys for Thanksgiving. Sounds like somebody's unwrapping a present at the moment. Maybe you're excited about that. I don't know. Uh, or maybe it's Halloween. <laughs> what was that? I need to know. I don't know. Who, who was that? That was me. That was me. It's just this piece of paper here at the house i'm sorry I you're just, just playing uh, with it you're like a cat <laughs> yeah i'm like a cat one of the five there's six cats in this house not not, not five it so. was either a present or like you i thought maybe you're unwrapping a twinkie or something but uh <laughs> no, it's, it's, well i gotta wait i wait till at least 9 30 for twinkies <laughs> all right so 204-780-6868 let's go around the horn here and uh jeff braun why don't we start with you sir if I had to pick something, and it's a have-to situation, I don't really like fall. I'm just, I just get bitter that summer's over, and by the time I get over that, it's already winter. So, um, <laughs> but if I got to look at the for the silver linings, I guess I like uh, hauling out the the comfy, cozy clothes. I miss my hoodies, I miss my pajama pants, and uh, the nice uh, comfy socks I got last Christmas. I don't get to wear any of that stuff from between like May and September. So I, I'm glad to get some of the the comfy cozies back. The comfy cozies. Yeah, I'm wearing my uh, my Blue Bombers uh, long sleeve hoodie from Zwicke again. And uh, it's not that warm, but even in, on a summer, if it's 20 degrees, 25, it's too hot for that. So once it's cooled off a little bit, uh, yeah, it's fun to wear some of those clothes again. Mackling, what about you? Well, I love the fact that the Blue Bomber season and the jet season start to coincide. So which means there's lots of... Lots of sports for me to to indulge in, and I will absolutely do that. But I think, you know, in all due respect to to our our growers and our farmers out there, that first killing frost, which gets rid of the wasps, so I can sit outside and enjoy days like yesterday. It was a glorious afternoon, but I had to, you know, I had to sit inside in the gazebo because the wasps were a plenty where I was, and this is perfect hot tubbing weather. Oh. Really, kind of get into the hot tubbing weather. You can you can stand to be in the tub a little bit longer, and it's uh, nice and cool at night uh, when you jump in. Yeah, and you know, it is nice being in the in it when it's cool. I, I remember going out into a hot tub uh, one uh, late night. It was quite cold. There was snow on the ground, but it was it, yeah, it was great. So yeah, that was a good time. Um, and good call on the wasps. Curse those wasps. Mm. Lauren, what about you? I love the one point seven five days I get to wear my fall coat. <laughs> and uh, that's always enjoyable. <laughs> I, I love fall clothes, so I spend a lot of, not, I don't say a lot of money, but I like to get those coats with the fall colors. And I put one on a few days ago and was too hot. 
and then went into the rink and was too cold. So, you know, it's like this in-between time that makes you laugh. But what I like most about fall is just the temperature. And you know how in the summer when the nights get long and you can hear people outside playing or a guitar or someone's having a smoke or whatever, and you know when we're just out late enjoying the late nights? Last night the kids were out and it was getting dark and it was already 8 o'clock. And I, it was the sound of squeezing out the last drops. And it was beautiful. Like you could just hear everyone running in the neighborhoods. Nobody wants to come in because you know you know that the deadline is approaching to which you can't play outside like that soon. And it was really neat. I like that squeezing out the last drops of joy of the year. That's a great observation. Yeah. Um, squeezing out the last drops. Got to get that. Got to get that last basketball game in before it's too dark. Um because that's how it used to be for me. Pointers. Oh, I, I yelled last night, for goodness sakes, you can't even see across the street. Like, get inside. But they <laughs> they were loving it. <laughs> Pointers, what about you? Yeah, much like Mackling, uh, fall football, start of the hockey season is always a lot of fun. I'm, I'm a big Thanksgiving, high holidays person, you know, food, getting together with family, big meals. I, I'm, I'm always a big fan of that. I really like fall weather. Fall walks are fantastic. Um, but you know, as everybody else is lamenting as well, the worst thing about it, winter's on the way, which of course to me means I'm going to have to pack my sandals away until at least mid April. So, uh, that means, uh, socks are going to have to be put on my feet, which is, uh, also known as a torture chamber. Um, and so I'll have to deal with that. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, how do you deal with socks after six months of summer feet or it's eight awful. months? It's yeah. awful. Torture I put, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm still, I'm still, still on sandals. I'm, I'm going to hold on as long as I can. Hopefully I can make it to November uh, if the weather cooperates uh, because I'm just staring at my sock drawer and I'm just cursing it. I do not want to put those can you snakes on. <laughs> what about an ankle sock? Would that be a good compromise? Does, nothing. No, no, no socks. Not nothing at all. Like it's, there's no compromise. Uh, let his toes go man he wants them to be free <laughs> yeah thank you yes exactly. I, I bumped into a guy once who was wearing he's still wearing his Birkenstock sandals there was snow on the ground and I looked at him and said you, really and he said oh yeah I only keep shoes in my trunk for absolute emergencies. Taz Stewart? Yeah, it was Taz, I was going to say. <laughs> it was Taz. The uh, famed Winnipeg entomologist, Taz Stewart. He's a wild man. Um, yeah, so uh, that was... And I loved how he had shoes in his trunk just in case. Uh, for, yeah, for me, I... I can't pick one individual thing. I think for me, it's just the the whole month of October and everything that comes with it. The colors, the crisp air. When it's good, when the weather is good, I love, you know, I love nice, crisp fall. I like the fall walks. I like everything associated with Halloween. I like the pumpkin pies. I'm not a pumpkin spice guy, but pumpkin pie, yeah. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Although I'm not looking forward to the pumpkin carving challenge, Mackling, that we're, that uh, the three of us are probably going to have to participate Peter, in. Peter Gabriel song comes to mind. <laughs> Sledgehammer. <laughs> Unless we can find that, that catapult. Yes, we will find that catapult. That is job uh, 14 for the month of September as we head into uh, awards that pumpkin car- carving contest. But yeah, it just, I don't know, there's something... Um, I know that it's it, the, the uh, there is that bittersweet period in August. I always feel this somewhat sadness in August because I know the transition's coming. But once September hits and I and uh, I sort of accept it, then I look forward. Like I, you know, what really did it for me this year was that I went to Safeway last week and they had some pumpkins, just decorative mm-hmm. pumpkins, set outside the the store, just a couple of them. But I thought, ah. That's nice. You know, when you, you take, go for a drive to Lockport, for example, up Henderson Highway, that's a beautiful oh, yeah. drive it's in the gorge, fall. It's gorgeous. Oh! There you go. Hey! Yes, hey. It <laughs> that's fantastic. That's not... That's something. Mm. What? You don't like it, Cam? Well, it's mildly amusing. <laughs> Cam's on fire this morning. Tough audience. Snake, yeah. the socks are oh. tortured chamber snakes, and Greg's pun just does not satisfy him. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, producer Sky and Master Control. What are we listening to here, Sky? Jethro Tull! Ah, I like it. I don't know that I've ever heard this. It's like... Going to get me fired up as I tell you what the question of the day is at cjob.com. For Mr. Furnace, don't call them first. You'll see why. Call Mr. Furnace at 204-832-6243. Hot off the presses, just... 
press has just published at cjob.com. This time last year, expectations were high for the upcoming Winnipeg Jets season. How do you feel about this season? Playoff bound, just short of the playoffs. Could be a long season. Cast your vote, cjob.com. Also, before we get into more on crime, we are asking you, what do you look forward to most in the fall? What does Sandy have for us? Well, Sandy's text was either a rough draft for her online dating profile or a copy and paste from it. I love sleeping with the windows open, with the thick, heavy blankets on, the crisp air blowing in over my face, with the smell of wood fires drifting in, bonfires, wood stoves, etc. Also, the crunch of leaves under my feet. Oh, well said. You're right. It's a little, it's a little romance novel. Mm-hmm. Another one of our listeners said... It's a double-edged sword for me. I absolutely hate raking up the leaves that fall from the various trees on and surrounding the property. However, I do this for one reason and one reason only. Buddy, my doggy will sit at the window and cry when there are a lot of leaves in the ground because her favorite time of year is jumping into the leaf piles and making sure I get to do them all over again. So cute, they say. (laughs) <laughs> I love watching dogs jump into piles of leaves. It's so much fun. Dogs are fun, except when they're chewing up uh, your Rubik's Cubes, uh, Lorraine. Well, I just went upstairs. I was doing a load of laundry in the break, and I ran upstairs and uh, was like, ah! And I looked down, and he's found an old Rubik's Cube and chewed it to pieces and or eaten them. I don't know. And it hurts. <laughs> that hurts to step on. He's, he's late. Something's up with him lately. He's been into a lot of things. Like, I, we, our remote was missing for days. And we found it yesterday or Wednesday out by the fire pit. Not chewed on, just out there. <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't get cable. <laughs> and we, we were looking under the couch and in the cushions. I looked in the fridge, you know, like all the weird spots that the remote has ended up over the years. And then I was outside in the yard the other day and I thought, son of a dog, here is the remote. Your dog is trying to tell you. Moose is saying... Uh, you're not outside playing with me enough. I think so. I think that's the message. Yeah. Wow, Moose. The continuing adventures of Moose, the chocolate lab. I love hearing about it. So continue to text us at 204-780-6868. The things you look forward to most about fall for a chance to win tickets for Michael Buble. And, of course, if you have a story attached to those things you like about fall, that increases your chances of victory. Uh, Now at 6.15, we shared with you more information on the search for a suspect who assaulted a 72-year-old woman and stole her car on Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, that carjacking, broad daylight, busy neighborhood. And it had us asking you, have you ever witnessed a crime? And if yes, how have you reacted? What could you do or what should you do? Because in some ways, Greg, maybe I'm overstating this, but it feels a bit like the way we were feeling during all the brazen liquor store thefts, where you were, it was, you were hearing stories on such a regular basis that there were many Winnipeggers who then ended up witnessing those crimes in the stores until the changes were brought in place and they've really clamped down on crimes there. And so when it comes to carjackings, listener Warren says, well, I lock the vehicle doors as soon as I get into it. And I've started making that part of my daily habit too. It wasn't always. And another listener said that they work in big box retail and they see theft every day and it would be too dangerous to do anything about it most of the time. And so there's the prevention side of it, but then there's the reaction side. Well, sure. And uh, I think your reaction is all dependent upon where you are and your station in life, how you feel about your physical prowess, whether you've got kids with you or not, and whether or not you, you feel compelled Uh, to step in to a situation. And I think, uh, you know, you mentioned the liquor store robberies and the ones that I think hit home for most people were when it happened to the liquor store that they go to, the one in their neighborhood. And I think that's such a common occurrence, a common thought process for most of us when we hear about these crimes is, okay, where was it? Geography steps in. Who was the victim? 72-year-old woman. That's bothersome. When did this happen? in the middle of the day. And so you had this sort of, you know, this, uh, all three of these things, alarm bell, alarm bell, alarm bell. And, and for a lot of people that that's a line too far when this happens to somebody that age, that time of day in that neighborhood, people are saying, okay, it's been out of hand for a while, but this is just another maybe underlying or an underline or an exclamation mark on the point, Brett. On the subject of locking the the doors as soon as you get in the car, another thing that I do, and I don't know if your automobiles do this, but the moment I put my car in a park, it unlocks my doors. Yeah. And if I'm sitting in a drive-thru, for example, and I I know I'm going to be sitting there for a while, I'll put the car in park 
and, uh, and all the doors will unlock, and then I relock them. And uh, that's sort of a tedious thing, but it's something that I've always done just in case. And even when I get the cab to drop me off in the morning, um, some, like he pulls up, but sometimes the transaction can take two, three, four, five minutes if the, the debit machine is, sure. he needs a reboot or whatever. And I'll always tell him, lock the doors, please. Mm-hmm. Because I've had, there, I remember there was a time I went to get out of the car and there was a guy standing right in my window. I don't know how I didn't notice him creep up. Because I always sort of look around, the, as, like when I'm sitting in the back seat, I'll look outside, I'll look behind the cab, and then I'll go to get out. And I had done that before I paid, so I don't know where this guy popped out from, but he was right there looking in the cab. He had just had this look on his face like, Argh! and uh, I said, oh, okay, I guess I'm not getting out the cab just quite yet. Um, so that's something I try to be vigilant about. I lock my doors if I climb in the car and maybe setting the heat or... Or whatever I might be doing. Sometimes I'll text message you guys before I'm leaving. But the first thing I do, even in my own driveway, after I start the car, I close it and I lock it. Because my doors don't lock automatically until like, I don't know, 8 kilometers an hour, whatever the magic do threshold is. Do you do that is. any time of day? No, just, I no, not any time of day. But yeah, certainly I- in the morning. And yesterday morning, I had to run up to the end of the driveway to pull down the the recycling cart, and I left the car running, and I was nervous about it. And I was right there. I'm like, should I be doing this in my own neighborhood? And that's the thing. That's four in the morning, which doesn't make it right. How many times have we said it doesn't matter what time a day it is. You should have an expectation in your own driveway to not have a little bit of that fear. But I'm asking, you know, as Constable Murray said, there's sometimes only so much you can do. 3.45 p.m., broad day late, just pulling up to your car in a busy neighborhood, to leave your appointment or what have you. you just I just don't know if you'd expect this at that time, in that moment, and if you would have been prepared for it. And I think, well, you know, let's sneak Joanna's text in here, Lorena, Joanna, Joanna reacting to watching crimes happen. Yeah, so Joanna said, talking about intervening when you see a crime, I've witnessed a vacant house being robbed numerous times. I've called the police repeatedly, and what happens? Not much. Either the thieves are having one lucky streak or our cops are just not responding. I do understand there are shortages and priority calls, but when you receive countless calls about a specific address, why is it not deemed a hotspot? That address should be on watch. It's so frustrating. Calls and emails to the city councilor have also gone unanswered. And then we wonder why residents of the city want out. Mackling McGarry and McNabb. What do you like? look forward to most about fall? We've got Michael Buble tickets to give away. Text us at 204-780-6868. We'll pick a winner at 9.15. But producer Sky, we didn't get to you in our 6.50 segment. What do you look forward to most about fall? I had a whole spiel about the clothes and about the flavors and the temperature. But after I heard Poitras, I realized that my favorite part is having people cover up their feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. it. No toes. No yeah. toe fall. Hashtag no toe fall. Okay? I think you're on to something. I don't need to see your gnarly feet anymore. Let's celebrate. Let's go for dinner. Cover your feet. Cover your feet, people. You've nailed it. Could you imagine think- having to live with him? Could we just yeah. give her torture? Could you torture. imagine? Never mind a sock as torture, Okay. Having to lay eyes on those, that's torture. (laughs) And uh, what does Deborah have to say? (laughs) Even though I'm still looking for my summer clothes, I love the colors, the leaves, and taking pictures. And Deborah says, I would love to go to the Quapel Valley in Saskatchewan this time of year. Mm. Oh. I was there this summer. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm not going to make any snide remarks. No, you can't. It's really beautiful there. Yeah, there's a lot of Riders fans, though. I had to remind myself I was in Saskatchewan when I was there because I kept thinking, why is there all this Rider paraphernalia? And then I was like, right. Right. <laughs> the leaves may be golden and red. The jerseys are still green. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Text us for a chance to win. Michael Buble tickets, the things you look forward to most about fall and why. And if you got a story to tell, share it. That'll increase your chances of victory. <laughs> It's Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Thank you very much for joining us this morning on The Start. And one of the things we're talking about is the things we like about the fall. And Mackling mentioned how he kind of enjoys how worlds collide in the fall. And no, we're not talking about if independent George walks through that door, he will kill 
I got it. I got it wrong, didn't I? I blew it. If relationship George walks through that door, he will kill independent George. That's the way it goes. You got it, buddy. (laughs) That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about how the Winnipeg Blue Bomber season now collides with the Winnipeg Jets season. And as we turn the page on summer, we look ahead because hockey season is upon us. Yeah, the Winnipeg Jets head head into day two of their 2022-23 training camp at Bell MTS Iceplex today. That is where we find our guru of all things hockey and sports director here at 680 CJOB, Kelly Moore. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you very much, GMAC indeed, and very happy to be sitting right across our uh, table here at Bell MTS Iceplex with the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, Rick Bonus. And Rick, Greg just mentioned it's day two, so you had day one. You've got everything figured out now, right? <laughs> We're get there, but I love the uh, the George. I'm a big Seinfeld fan myself, so I, I have to smile at that stuff. I love George, yeah. Right <laughs> Independent on. George, you got to love that one. <laughs> I've got all my kids hooked on that stuff, too. So. <laughs> Bring up an episode, we can talk about that. But, yeah, listen, we had, we had a good first day. Uh, everyone's excited. Hey, listen, players, when you miss the playoffs, it's a long summer. In Dallas, we lost in Game 7 of the first round in overtime, and it was still a long summer. Uh, hockey players aren't used to those four months off, so uh, the guys are excited to get back. Uh, they've, they've been excited since July when I was talking to them all after I got the job. So, And you saw the excitement yesterday. First day of camp, there was 32 teams going out there yesterday, yeah. all excited to get back on the ice. All the players are excited excited to get back together and get going and, and have meaningful drills. The, the skates in August and even the first two weeks of September, their skates trying to get ready. But all, now all of a sudden we're having meaningful drills with a purpose to what we're doing. So yesterday we, we worked on our neutral zone to get a lot more aggressive in that. Today we're working a lot more aggressive in the defensive zone. So every day we've got a plan on what we're trying to improve. And the players, have, they were they were great yesterday. They're going to be a little sore today because there were a lot of skating t- yesterday. Uh, I try to avoid the stops and starts out there. It'll give them a couple of days to get their legs. But uh, we're going to have another good day here today. Yeah, you know, and uh, now, guys, I'll just give you the precursor here. One thing I've learned very quickly uh, from Coach Bonus, we'll see it, when that's the answer, okay, it means he knows the answer to the question, but he's not just prepared to share it yet. So if you get a we'll see, I'll, uh, I'll set you up for that because I think I might get a we'll see on this one. But uh, just the way you've got the, the two teams, you know, the Team Howarchuk and the Team Steen, are those pretty close, Rick, to the lineups that you're going to want to use for Edmonton Sunday and then Ottawa back here on Tuesday? I, we won't even use a we'll see on that one. No, uh, the, the first couple of games... Uh, exhibition games. You want to give some kids an opportunity to play. So we are gonna we are gonna mix up those two teams. Okay. We yesterday we we're looking at a potential lineup, and we were pulling guys from each team. Uh, so uh, the first three days of camp, we're gonna keep those teams together. We get into Sunday, there'll be one group practicing. Uh, the guys not playing, and then there'll be a group that's going to Edmonton. That group will not skate in the morning. It's an early flight. It's a it's a, what an hour and a half, two-hour flight to Edmonton. You lose an hour. It's a four o'clock game. Those guys will not skate. So what we'll have here Sunday morning, our guys just there's, they're not making the trip to Edmonton. So as of Sunday morning, this whole thing is blown up, and we start moving bodies around and, and and start getting ready for the exhibition games in terms of who we want to see and. The young guys, you want to see them early. You get down to those last three games, we're going to be very close to our team. We, we have to. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be throwing lines and different combinations out there in game five and six of the exhibition schedule. We get to that stage of camp, we've got to know where, what, we're, what our lines are going to look like on uh, October 14th when we open up against the Rangers. Hey, Coach, it's Greg Backling here back at 201 Portage. Welcome back to Winnipeg, first and foremost. Thank you. Yeah, you aren't a stranger to being the new guy in the room. You've been around hockey for a long, long time. You're now the new uh, you voice. Know, only one long, will, one long works. Okay. <laughs> Duly noted. Yeah. <laughs> so the core of this hockey team, I don't need to tell you, has been together for an awfully long time. A long, long time, some oh, people may say. How do you go about connecting with this group and perhaps recrafting the culture or the identity of the, of the team? 
well, the communication started the day I got the, was named the head coach here. I started calling the players, and uh, in today's hockey, in today's world, you've got to have a very open and honest relationship with your players. It all starts with your ability to communicate with them, and uh, and and that's I've always taken great pride, regardless of the age of the players, that I can communicate with them and talk to them and have those open, honest conversations. You've got to build a trust with your team. You've got to build a trust with your players as a coach, and that starts with open communication uh even from that day we started to talk about uh, just as a coach from dallas and vancouver coming in here uh and and even when i was with tampa and and just such a hard team to play against and we try to get that we're going to get that identity back we've all we've got a great coaching staff here at uh, scotty o'neill and brad lauer marty johnson wade flaherty and we've all agreed that we're, we're a good skating hockey club and we're going to use that to our advantage and if we can get the get everyone buying in here which we will and we're going to become a very pressure team we're going to make it hard again hard to get play against here hard to come in here and get two points and hard to get any any points against us now that's all easier said than done because you know there's up and down in the season but we do we do appreciate the speed of the team, uh, the skating of the team, and we're going to utilize that to our advantage. And we want to become a very, very pressure-orientated team and get up on top of people, get in their face, take away their time and space to make plays, make it a lot harder to move out there. Now, one of the analytics, we, when we look at analytics that I did, jumped right out at me uh, in the summer was that the team was 31st in the league in terms of giving up the blue line and allowing teams to carry the puck in the zone, which you usually ends up in a scoring chance against or uh, or a couple so we're gonna we're gonna focus a lot we started yesterday in the neutral zone uh, jamming up the neutral zone and, and crowding them we'll work on the defensive zone today and ending plays a lot quicker getting a lot more physical mm-hmm. and even on the four check making sure we're staying above making it harder for them to get moving so there's there's a new system we're, we're implementing in the in the neutral zone and it's going to take us for the full six games in the full three weeks to get this thing in place but we're going to work at it every day, and uh, we'll iron out the kinks as we go along. Coach Rick Bonus, thank you for your time. Kelly Moore, we'll catch up with you again at uh, about 9.35 as Kevin Cheveldayov will join us then. Tomorrow, MTS Iceplex, Brett Fan Fest goes 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Free tickets, but you have to get your tickets through winnipegjets.com, which will take you to Ticketmaster. And, of course, the Jets open their preseason, as Coach mentioned, Sunday afternoon. And the pregame starts at 3 o'clock with playnow.com Winnipeg Jets hockey beginning at 5 o'clock. And the voice of the Jets, Paul Edmonds and Jamie Thomas. We'll call the action from Edmonton. It's Mackling McGarry and McNabb coming up after Global News at 9.30. More on Winnipeg Jets Fan Fest and Kelly Moore will be standing by with the GM, Winnipeg Jets, Kevin Cheveldayoff. That's at 9.35, but at 9.05, we usually talk to one person. She's on vacation. Mr. Mackling, who have we got today? Well, we have sitting in for Gabrielle Marchand, who is regular the anchor of Global News Morning, seen Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. till 9 a.m. on CKND Television, Channel 9, Cable 12, Clay Young. Looking very dapper this morning, Clay. Where is he? Where's Clay Young? I don't see him. Oh, wait a minute. There he is coming down the hall. By golly, it is him. <laughs> what is happening here? Clay is speaking in third person, fourth person. I'm not oh, exactly sure. the ego. He's already got the ego. No, Anchorman I feel, ego. I feel tickled pink that you would ask me to come on your show. It's so nice to be back on the radio. I've got I'm, Sky, the Hawk, Neller with me, so I feel very well protected. The Hawk. Just the, the hawk. hawk to Clay. Just the hawk. Where does that come from? You have to watch him. He goes on bathroom breaks. You got to watch him like a hawk. He'll miss the weather. No, no. That's it. No. He's a wanderer. I've been known to break format. So the hawk is always watching when I did the morning shows on the weekend. You know, she's just watching me through the glass. Don't you even think about it. I said, you know, you're watching me like a hawk. And it just stuck. Her nickname. Well, I heard that, that that already happened when you were filling in for Gabby last week on TV. You went wandering down the hall, and they're saying, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to the bathroom. No, you're not. you got to be back on TV in like 10 seconds. That happened this morning, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was just wandering down the hall, and all of a sudden, I hear my name. They're shouting, Clay! 
Oh, man. Man, I just turned around and did a road runner, and I just sat down. I was very calm. I was out of breath. But hi, how you doing? Good to see you again. <laughs> Brett McGarry has you described on our uh, lineup sheet as traitor, Clay Young. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, I made a note of that. Now, you know, OB's in my blood. Yeah. Like, I'm in... My first year here was four years, and then I went to Brandon. And then, uh, you know, after Brandon, I wanted to come back, and they, you guys welcomed me back. So it's uh, I'm four more years, and now I am just went down the hall. So uh, eight years with this company here now so far. Yeah, and you just turned your back on it after all no. those years. No! <laughs> you know, uh, Mr. McLean, he'll venture down into the TV area. What do you got for us this morning on, on the start? What, what are you going to do for us on the start? Typically, the answer is nothing. Is that what Greg sounds like? Yes, he does. What do you got okay. for us? What's happening? Is he well, got a cigar in his mouth while I'm feeling... See, I'm from the 40s. See, 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 <laughs> He's a real pocket in, full of firecrackers, you see? No, <laughs> I go, I'm filling in for Gabby, so I'm not out in the field this week. So you got nothing, hey? You got nothing for us? <laughs> you're, you're useless to us, Clay. <laughs> Oh. Uh, well, Clay, you probably have something that comes to mind. One of the things we were talking about this week is when plans disintegrate and you have little to no time to deal with it. So like moments where, it, where full panic sets in and you basically have to immediately sink or swim, whether it was a career thing or just something in the personal life. Anything jump to mind for you? Like, are you talking uh, like breaking news and how... how I, well, I mean, it could be work-related. It doesn't have to be work-related. The winning story had to do with uh, how somebody at, at their dad's funeral, the funeral director asked this person, so when is the food coming up? And they, and this person said, you're supposed to take care of the food. And the funeral director said, no, you said you were going to. And then they said, no, no, we here's the caterer we gave you. Uh, so they had 90 minutes to, to fill the hall with food for this funeral. Well, wow, that's never happened to me. But if if something like that similar does happen, and it has happened, I stall. I stall for time. And <laughs> sometimes, you know, uh, it has happened. What did it happen lately? Well, yeah, I was supposed to pick up my wife from work, and I totally forgot all about it. She's standing there. Doo, 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 doo. Well, he should be around. He's not answering texts, and all of a sudden the phone's ringing. Where are you? I just ran into a little problem. <laughs> Kimu, sorry, our little cat uh, has diarrhea, and I have to look into that. But I'm on my way. You just stall. Is stall that stalling for time. or lying? Pardon I feel me? Like, is stalling or lying? No, you don't know what I give Kimus for treats. <laughs> <laughs> so it's possible. Yeah. I am a fan. I do throw out often if I'm picking someone up and they call and say, where are you? I like to throw out, I'm just around the corner. Yeah. And it could be a corner like eight miles away, but I'm still throwing that out. Yeah. I'm just around the corner. Well, you know. Because it's not I... a lie. I am turning a corner towards my ultimate destination. Sure. I'm just sort of bending the truth. You know, yeah. I'll give Kimu's. How are you feeling right now? And you give her these things and make her like these. The, the, it's supposed to make them uh, shoot up their mothballs. Well, not mothballs. What do you call those things? Hairballs. Hairballs. <laughs> Mothballs. I think the Humane Society would like to talk to me. <laughs> You're giving your cat mothballs? <laughs> I wish we had a, ta a camera set up where Sky is. Cause <laughs> the look she's giving me. Oh. You know, uh, Sky, you know, people have been asking, changing the subject. People have been asking if, people have been asking Hawk if we're going to do that Christmas show. This would be the third annual. The home for the holiday show. If I don't I'll have a mothball in my throat, I'll think about it. <laughs> so let's put the focus on Sky. Are you doing another Christmas show with us? He not only stalls, he also diverts, <laughs> which is great. That's what you do. I'm a master at that. So where are we going with this next segment? <laughs> what do you prefer? Because we, I suggested we call this segment Clayham, but Greg, I understand that cameraman Randall has another suggestion. Yeah, he wants Yap with Young. I think, or uh, what's what's the other option, Lorraine? Rand Randall's suggesting we either call this Converse with Clay or Yap with Young. Yeah, Clay, I like that. Sorry, Clay, Randall. I think Clayhem is still Clay there. Clearly, Clay the last 10 yeah. minutes have demonstrated oh, that Mayhem yes. is yes. what this is about. Mm -hmm. Hey, I like that. I, I, Brent, I like what you said here. What did you just call me? 
Brett. Brett. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you're after, after going on about how Obi no, is in no, your blood Brett, and you put in eight years, you cannot Brett, call me that. Brett, and, and after this, I have a meeting with Brent, who's going to say, what are you doing on that? What are you talking about on there? Anyway, I like what we you... We need... You, hold on. I'm jumping in now because we're going to run out of time here. Yeah. And we need to do something really quick here. Okay. Okay, we're going to play a little game. Loren, are you standing by? Brett, Brett, uh, you, you are going to imitate Clay. Uh, oh, yeah. What's this about? You had a dream we are, about we, me? Yeah, yeah. We're breaking format or, or something similar, and then uh, and then uh, the other one will say exactly the same thing, and then Loren has to decide which one is actually Clay Young. So, Sky Neller, if you can point to whoever goes first, and then that way, uh, you know, I don't have to give uh, verbal directions on that. Ready. Okay. Um. Uh, you, you want me to do what? Did, <laughs> to, what do you want me to we do? We are breaking format. Okay. Oh, I don't oh, well, let's, break, gonna... let's break format. Uh, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out a trivia question, okay? Is this That's wh- not what ha- was happening. Oh, I, you just I, have to, to just, say, just say something Clay would say, which is, I'm going to break format. Oh, I'm going to. You know what, folks? Well, see now that, no, no. See this. This is the format that that has been sent to me. We do this. We just rip it up and we throw it in the garbage. And that was Brett's impression pretty of good. Clay Young. Pretty that good. Was pretty good, Brett. And was now, it really? Winni- Absolutely not. How about this? How about this one? Winnipeg police have smashed another marijuana <laughs> ring. <sighs> Winnipeg police investigating another night of mayhem. Okay. <laughs> we got to go. It's chaos, I tell you. <laughs> chaos. Oh, Clay, um. Clay, this was fun. Thank you, buddy. 2020 news. It. Yes, we've changed formats again. <laughs> It is Mackling, McGarry, McNabb. Michael Buble tickets up for grabs. We are asking you at 204-780-6868, what do you love the most? What do you look forward to the most about fall? Because today is the first full day of fall with the equinox happening last night. A couple of runners up here like Kathy, who says, we live north of the city, just south of Oak Hammock Marsh. My favorite part of fall is sitting on the deck, watching the sunset and being surrounded by the geese honking their messages to each other. The symphony of sound starts with a few singular honks. It crescendos to an overhead cacophony that fills your senses. As dusk settles in, the honks slowly dissipate until dark. It's such a beautiful way to feel the autumnal changes. That could that have been well a written, Kathy. Yeah. Oh, very poetic. Yeah. I said to her, that's great, Kathy. Well said. Lots of fancy words. Cacophony. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even know. I mean, I know what it means, but I was if I had to re- read that, it would have been cacophony. <laughs> In that tone? Cacophony. That sounds like the thing from Office Space. Cacophony. <laughs> what do you what you calling for? Just a minute. Just there it is. Just a minute. Hold the line. Just a minute. Just a minute. Uh, Loren, choose uh, either Laura or Chrissy. Your dealer's choice. Chrissy says, once I have spent a week or so being bitter about summer being over, I fully embrace the fall. The comfort food, warm sweaters, fires, walking through the leaves, all of it. But my favorite fall activity has to be pretending that this year I will joy and make it all the way through a haunted house or forest. My husbands and kids love them. I love the idea of them. Every year we go to one, my son's birthday, and every year I get halfway through it or less and get too scared and leave while a few of the actors follow me and I scream, don't touch me. (laughs) I go wait in the car with the doors locked the way my family will be trying to sneak up on me to further terrorize me. Good times. My apologies in advance to the fine people at Heebie-Jeebies. <laughs> Probably the appropriate course of action, Chrissy. I would love to try one of those, Me but too. I too, I don't know that I could get through it. I don't know that I could get through it. I went to uh, uh, scary escape room at Enigma Escapes, and I even said, if there's someone lurking in the shadows, do not jump out. I might punch you, not there intentionally. You yep. I felt really, and they didn't jump out, but they were there. They were there. They were there, You yeah. could sense them? No, they told me later. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but they didn't want me to punch them. But Jason is our winner, Greg. No nepotism here. 
uh, based on the last night name. Jason Braun loves the fall, love the risking life and limb, cleaning the eavesdrops, <laughs> love spending time with my windshield, scraping the frost off. Picture the parking lot scene from Fargo. Love wearing multiple layers of clothes, clothing, then roasting in them on the way home on the bus. <laughs> but most of all, I love it as it's my daughter's birthday today. Oh, well, happy birthday to your daughter, Jason. We love the tongue-in-cheek text. Congrats. You're going to Michael Buble. It's Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. We're going to talk more Winnipeg Jets in a moment, but one more text on the things we look forward to about fall. This from Laura, short and sweet. All the pretty colors of the trees because it was my mother's favorite time of year. We would always go for a drive to Lockport and back just to see the trees. She has passed away now many years ago, but I still go for that drive every year and enjoy it for the both of us. So, Laura, thank you for that. And Lovely. just, yeah, we talked about it earlier. It is a really nice drive, especially when there are people selling pumpkins on the side of the road on Henderson Highway. Yeah. That's the site of one of the cheesiest stand ups I've ever done in TV. You know, the moment where you show yourself. Yeah. And I said, said, I hid behind a pile of pumpkins and popped out. <laughs> really? I was like 22 years old. And I, I said, pumpkin pie, especially sweet when made from scratch. And oh, how people in my family laughed at that one. They still talk about it. Come on. Why would you hide behind a row of pumpkins and pop out? Because it's like, fun. It's whimsical. It's cute. <laughs> It's whimsical. <laughs> How is it that you remember that exact because line? Because I've been knocked so many times. Pumpkin pie, especially sweet when made from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another T-shirt, Loren. This yep. uh, collection of T-shirts that uh, the start is going to have for sale by the end of the year is going to be uh, it's going to be lit. And let's consider I've never made a pie from scratch. So why that would be my advice to anybody is, you know, I guess I could buy a pie made from scratch. Yeah, <laughs> you've never tasted or? I've tasted one mm. for sure. Yeah, that's right. I've never right. made one, though. Okay. <laughs> that's fantastic. I love it. I want to see it. But today, the Winnipeg Jets will embark upon day two of training camp on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The Winnipeg Jets open their preseason versus the Edmonton Oilers. Pre-game begins at 3 o'clock with PlayNow.com Winnipeg Jets hockey beginning at 5. The voice of the Jets, Paul Edmonds and Jamie Thomas, will call all the action from the Alberta capital. And tomorrow, Fan Fest returns. It runs from 9 to 3. You can get your free tickets through WinnipegJets.com or Ticketmaster. And this is when the Jets welcome fans en masse to the Ice Plex, the Bell MTS Ice Plex, for the first time since 2019. And I guess that's where we find our own Kelly Moore standing by with a special guest. Hi, Kelly. Uh, well, hello there, Pumpkin Princess. Uh, yes, uh, with the, the general manager of the Winnipeg Jets, Kevin Shovel Day off. And, Kevin, I don't know if pumpkin's one of your favorite things or not, but I'll bet you fall is uh, certainly uh, your favorite time of the year. It's the beginning of the hockey season, and uh, certainly the optimism that prevailed here yesterday was very, very noticeable. Yeah, it's a special time of the year all the time, uh, you know, no question. Like, you enjoy the summers, uh, you know, the, 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 the players train hard during the summer. And, um, but there's something, when, when fall comes in the air, they know, you know, it's, it's just a feeling. And, and it's something that's weird because uh, during the, uh, the COVID years and, and uh, the COVID time and the bubble time, that's the stuff that the guys talked about that was really different. You know, it's just your body clock actually is different. And, you know, n- not having training camp or starting training camp in January, it just, it just didn't seem right. So this seems right and and, uh, we're looking forward to it absolutely well let's talk a little bit just before uh, greg and uh, and brett ask a question or two let's talk a little bit about where this team sits right now because it it, it has been (laughs) the the narrative has been long all summer about uh possibly there were going to be changes but there aren't going to be changes and i love what josh morrissey said yesterday that he appreciated the faith of management and ownership in, for the most part, keeping this group intact. Well, so certainly uh, Josh is, is, is one of the, uh, the the key players on this team and someone who is committed to this organization long-term and, and certainly wears his heart on his sleeve uh, when it comes to his passion for uh, for the Jets and for the city and, and for this team. And, uh, you know, 12 months ago, we, we embarked on a season where everyone had us 
you know, etching our names on the Stanley Cup before yeah. the first puck was even dropped. So, um, you know, certainly there was a, a lot of expectations that, that weren't met, but none more so than the players themselves. And, and um, you know, when we hired Rick Bonus, uh, you know, Bones had long chats with, with all the players, and, um, you know, he, he could sense that, you know, this group, you know, had, uh, had something to prove and, and um, you know, and was on a mission to do it. So, uh, Kevin, uh, first of all, uh, we should ask you a pumpkin spice latte, yes or no? Uh, not a latte, guy. Just straight, straight coffee for me. Okay, so we won't, uh, no fancy drinks uh, while you're watching. And you mentioned this whole idea of expectations, which is ironic because that's kind of the place I wanted to go with regard to expectations. You outlined almost exactly what I had in my notes here in terms of last year and the expectations. You, you, you know, what are the expectations among this group for this season? And are they being expressed differently? Do you get a sense that there's a different level of communication on that front amongst the players? So I think last year, you know, again, the narrative wasn't about if we were going to make the playoffs. The narrative was, well, how many rounds should this team win? You know, and, and those are those are the things that are very, very dangerous when it comes to the National Hockey League is that there's 32 teams that opened training camp yesterday. 32 teams have the same aspiration. 32 teams have, you know, players that have trained all summer, um, you know, have, have goals, have all these different things in their mind. Um, what you as an organization have to do and what the coach's responsibility is to take you know take those pieces of that team and 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 make a semblance of a group that 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 is pulling in the same direction and you know that's what rick bonus is 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 probably one of his strengths is is that um you know he 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 builds a family he builds a a group of players that care deeply about each other um that are all on the same page and and pulling in that direction and there, there may be teams that are more talented there may be teams that are older there may be teams that are younger but ultimately it comes down to the team that 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 can get everybody pulling in the same direction and you got to get some luck too you know obviously there's lots of things that that go on during a season that you can't predict uh, um, you know to happen but you have to be able to you know have that foundation in place and that's what we're putting in place in training camp you mentioned talent and you mentioned depth in terms of experience I'm just curious at this time of year what you watch for in terms of mood that little extra quality that you might pick up on whether it's on the bench or in the locking rock locker room or even in private settings where it says to you that that person is ready for the here and now well, that's what the, uh, you know, the, the preseason about. And, and uh, certainly uh, there's an interesting time here right now. We're changing a lot of the systems and how we play. So um, there is going to be a little bit of a learning curve here for a lot of these players. They're used to playing uh, uh, a system that was, is going to be dramatically different than what, uh, what Bones is going to be implementing. So there will be a little bit of a learning curve. And um, you know, for, even for some of the veteran players, it's, it's going to take uh, a little bit of a change in that regard. But change is good. And you know, that's, that's kind of been the theme is that you know, it lets embrace this change and let's embrace this opportunity uh, and if you're a young player um, you know seize the moment you know you, you've got to you know you, you've got to push your way into the National Hockey League this isn't um, this isn't a participation league where you know you you, you you get to you know play just because and um, you know you have to push yourself in as a younger player and as far as the and it's Brett McGarry here by the way uh, Mr. Shoveldayoff, but just looking at uh, you know the Central Division, we heard a commentary earlier from one of our colleagues, John Shannon, talking about the Central Division being the toughest in the league, particularly because it contains the champs, the Colorado Avalanche, and with all the teams making their own little changes over the offseason, you know, how challenging is it being stacked up in that toughest division in the league for your organization? Yeah. It's certainly a measuring stick. There's no question about it, and and uh, you know it's it's a daunting task on on each and every night. There's no question that um, you know the the competition and the level and uh, is one of the deepest in in the National Hockey League. But um, we have to embrace it. That's that's where we're at, and, and um, well, we need to be a tough team to play against on a nightly basis. Uh, we need to play to our strengths, and I think that's that's what Bones is trying to uh, implement in 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 that. And um, again, you you know you have to just uh, uh, you know, and it becomes a cliche all the time because it's the, it's the truth. You just got to play that one game at a time, and and um, that's all you can focus on. And, and here in training camp, um, you know, you need to focus on putting that foundation in place. And, uh, you know, that's what day two is going to be all about here now. All right, guys, thanks very much. General Manager Kevin Sheveldayoff, just before we let you go, yeah. you know, you talked about some normalcy returning. How cool is it going to be? 
to be able to uh, intermingle with your fans tomorrow at FanFest. Yeah, it, it is a special time, and it's, it's amazing. Like, you, you lose sight of it. You haven't yeah. had one since 2019, and it's, 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 um, it's amazing how, uh, how time flies. I, I love watching the kids on, on a day like that. Um, you know, when I, hopefully it's a nice day so that they can mill around outside and have some fun uh, and, and, and really get to enjoy, you know, uh, what being a Jet fan is, uh, is all about and getting a chance to see the, you know, the players up close and, and just the you know the size and the magnitude of the players i think those are the things that make impression on young kids that um you know probably you know live with them for a long time thanks so much for doing this thanks a lot you bet general manager kevin shovel day off guys i can attest to that whole point uh, kelly my boys have been going to fan fest pretty much since day one when they were five six years old and that has really helped the connection that they have with the team and uh, they've seen these guys close up they've got autographs on hats and they've met some of the alumni and so that connection that effort that's gone uh, to on this day really goes a long way in terms of of building that next generation of fans Cal. you know and it's so cool gmac just as you're saying that there's a young fellow standing off to the edge of our i'm gonna i'm gonna put a headset on him right now here come on over here for a sec fella all right and and what, what's your name? My name is Caden Seekings. Well, I tell you what, and Greg, just as you were saying that, uh, he, this young fellow, Caden, did you say your name was? Caden Seekings. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, and he wanted me to autograph his stick. I thought he wanted Kevin Shovel Day off to autograph the stick. How cool is that, eh? You're signing autographs, Kelly. Where do you want me to sign? Right here. Um. Yeah. Yep, please. that works. Okay. Take the whole blade, Kelly. Take the whole blade. <laughs> I got to know. I feel like Caden. Caden, are we sure we know who this is right now? Yeah. <laughs> um, could I also get an autograph from my dad? He's a huge fan. He Absolute, listens to every morning. Absolutely. Oh. You know what? You know what I'm going to do, too? I'm going to bring the piece of paper, and I'm going to get Brett McGarry, Greg Mackling, and Loren McNabb all to sign it to, and we'll make sure I'm going to get contact information for you on how we can get that to you, okay? Okay. You betcha. Uh, Thank you. What Fan Fest there, guys, wow. is all about right there. I really thought he had you pegged for someone in upper management at the Jets Goodbye. or something like that, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. You're great. Thanks, I know you Kaden. have a ton of fans, but it is the Jets Fan Fest, so I thought, who does this kid think Moore is right now? <laughs> the bar has the bar's been set low, Kelly. Oh, I'll tell you what. Maybe, maybe pumpkin isn't as sweet as it's supposed to be. <laughs> Are you Benny or are you Mickey Moose? (laughs) (laughs) Kelly Moore, thank you very much as always for your hard work with the Winnipeg Jets joining us live from FanFest. We'll have much more through the day and through the weekend on 680 CJOB. And, of course, the game on Sunday, 3 p.m. pregame, 5 o'clock, puck drop.